Yo, I'm gonna be real with you. Right now, you can save 20% at cultureshopping.com. All you gotta do is go through the website, check out the gear you want, add it to your cart, and right before you're about to check out, add the code life on E. 20%. Boom. The entire purchase gone right then. And that's from me to you. EA on the track. So Voltage, Voltage really kicked off the whole project because the day before I had that injury with my Achilles, I was at this work trip. They had a talent show and it was like, you know, get up there, sing, dance, do whatever you want to do. And I was like, you know what, I gotta, I gotta take this opportunity. Let me just play a beat, see what happens or whatever. I ain't even had a beat finished for real. And them sound, man, it sounds so crazy. and it was like everybody was doing sound check and I played the track and it was like yo alright we need you to go at the end and, and kill this thing all the way off so by the time it came up it was about 800 to 1000 people there super nervous <laughs> I'm about to play this unfinished beat on this stage hook everything up the beat drop man the whole room go crazy and that was the moment when I was like okay I see what this music can do without any lyrics. I've been sitting behind studio desk forever, like recording artists, and I saw what it could do, and that kind of really kicked off the whole idea. I put that song out, and then I decided to go ahead and just put out a whole project. This podcast and all the content associated is produced by Light Academy Productions. Warning, this is not an interview. What you are about to hear is life on E. Listening to this podcast may result in you stepping into your higher self and tapping into all your gifts. Please listen at your own risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free on.
don't mind, let it ease. This is life, life on E. Shine your light, be at peace. This is life, life on E. Don't think twice, let it be. This is life, life on E. Shine your light, be at peace. This is life, life on E. I'm thinking higher level. Trying to deny the devil Sometimes it's just as hard as if you're trying to build a garden When being denied a shovel or biking without a pedal But I raise my vibrations up and I never settle Blessings to you all Found peace in myself and now I'm making more moves than a U-Haul Shoot my shot to get to scratch like I sunk in the cue ball Born again a new God, getting stepped like Q-Dog Free your mind, let it ease This is life, life on E Shine your light, be at peace This is life, life on E don't think twice, let it be This is life, life on E Shine your light, be at peace This is life, life on E Welcome to the Life on E podcast This is George Lowe, Inc. I am honored to be a part of the conversation In a generation of entrepreneurship that needs leadership Needs guidance it needs just real conversation about the hurdles that we face day and day. So uh, I don't know if you've ever run out of gas, but the life on E is that moment when you run out of gas as a businessman, as family man, as anything that's connected to entrepreneurship. When you run out of gas, what do you have at that moment? And I think the greatest thing about this platform is that in that moment, you have voices of other entrepreneurs, other leaders that have gone through certain things, and you can tap into their experience, pull little gems for, from, for, for yourself from that, and uh, continue forward. So um, I think it's important that we continue to reach forward, reach back, reach side, however the reach is, and bring entrepreneurs to the platform and have this conversation. So... Um, if you know an entrepreneur, tell them about the Life on E podcast. Let them know that uh, there's a new platform where the common man can communicate about uh, entrepreneurship and its exciting, exciting <laughs> experiences. So today I am joined with a special brother. I think that's the right adjective, brother. I like that. He hails from Birmingham, Alabama. Shout out to Birmingham. Like, I was having a conversation with another brother of mine. Birmingham is a very special place. And it has birthed a lot of very special people. Uh, today I'm with fellow creative, fellow entrepreneur, Mr. Kevin KT Got Beats Taylor. Everyone give him a round. What up, what up, what up, man? <laughs> it's an honor to be here with you right now, like for real. Man, it's, I'm glad to be here with you, bro. So tell me a little bit about what life on E means to you. First of all, have you ever run out of gas? <laughs> have you ever run How out many of gas? times? How many times is the question for real? Um, yeah, man. I mean, at different points in life, I have gotten to a point where I'm like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is a sign I need to quit. <laughs> maybe this is a sign that can't go no further. Um, so as far as being on E, I think especially as a creative and as a, a business person, like it can happen to you in different ways. So sometimes creative juices get to E 
and you like, I just ain't got it today. And then sometimes the business is like, it's ain't supporting what I needed to support. You know, it ain't bringing in the revenue, it ain't bringing in the clientele or whatever. So, oh yeah, like you get real comfortable with that feeling of either getting close to E or feeling like you won't E. Right. So, which is which is awesome. I think right now you being here in this moment, I think it's an interesting the producer in any whether whether it's you know the music or being an aide to movies and things like that. Your lives have a distinct path. You know what I mean? Like the ups and downs that you face are different from the artist that's in front of the microphone, so to speak, mm -hmm. or the person that, uh, you know, sells real estate, but you have your own unique uh, struggles, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about your story and how you're sitting here today. Like when did, when did you start uh, producing or music or like when, how long? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So to keep it, keep it fairly brief. Um, I got, I come from like a musical family. So my pops is a keyboardist and has been involved with music most of his life and was a church musician, kind of like the chief musician at our church growing up in Birmingham. Uh, my mama played the flute in college um, at Alabama. My sister played the clarinet at Alabama. And then my little brother plays the saxophone. So what's through and through? Like it's, yeah, yeah, it kind of came. You, not on you. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I could not run from it, and I tried. <laughs> yes, sir. In you. No, I, I, I couldn't run from it. I tried to at one point even. Um, really? So I started taking lesson, piano lessons about age five or six. And then around age, so I was doing piano, I was doing just classical music. So I'm like doing recitals and stuff like that on my Saturday mornings, you know, just because that's what I, that's all I knew. I got to about age 11 or 12, I'm in middle school, and I'm realizing, you know, the dude that play, the dudes playing classical piano ain't necessarily popping <laughs> either. <laughs> so my homeboys is hooping and stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's what I, I'm trying to hoop or something like that. It needs a little bit more of the vibe, the cultural vibe <laughs> in there. The classical vibe is not, it's a different It ain't all the way. You know what I'm saying? I listen to everything, but uh, so... Yeah, about age 12, I basically quit piano lessons, which my folks was, um, you know, they was like, whoa, what's going on? We thought you loved this. You're so, you're so good at it. And, you know, they didn't understand that I wasn't really doing it because I wanted to do it. Ooh. It was just... You know what? As you're saying that, it puts a whole different feel when I hear you on the keys now. <laughs> like yeah. hearing that and like knowing you've been at a crossroad of like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But like to hear it, um, it's it's amazing to know that that there's a little bit of that in it. There's some there's some oh, yeah. of that in it. That's what I'm talking about. When we're talking about E, like it, it's happened many times. So I quit piano because I was like, I'm gonna be an architect. Now the only reason I wanted to be an architect in particular because I think I had read or seen somewhere that they make a lot of money. So I was like, but I couldn't draw. I try. I couldn't even. That's not my gift at all. Right. And so. Uh, I quit piano lessons, said, no, nah, I don't want to do music because I felt like my pops was kind of forcing it on me. And then one day, he got all these keyboards in, in his little studio room 
And he like, yo, he in there making something. I'm like, yo, what happened? Let me like press a couple buttons. Because I think really, what it really was is I didn't want to play other people's music. I was, I've been playing other people's music for like six years, which was, it was cool. I mean, now I appreciate it, but like. Was it, was it, so that playing other people's music is more of a sharpening mechanism to your craft. Right. So was the transition of doing your own, did that help like. Yes. That's uh, where the fire came back. Yeah, the fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it came back is that first beat. I remember, I don't think I got it nowhere, but I remember exactly how to beat. I could beatbox it. It was that simple. Okay, beatbox, you got to right now. Please, 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 please. It was like, that's all it was right there, really? right? So I'm stoked because I'm like, I made this. You know what I'm saying? That was a horn. The, it was like a, it was just like a bass, like a little okay. fake bass guitar sound, and mm -hmm. then just kicked, snare, and some hi hats. Mm -hmm. That's it. Just looping. Looped it. Yeah. Yeah. But he came in. And he was like, oh, okay. And man. This and, big Kevin? Yeah, this my pops right here. So he like, oh, okay, I see. He like, because my pops weren't really, he weren't really a hip hop person. I know some people got into hip hop because of their parents. My pops was not a hip hop. I was guy. telling uh I was telling Lorenzo the other day, uh, we were on the way to uh Dave's show, and I was telling him that, you know, we were having a conversation about the music, you know what I mean? And like, so I've been here for almost 10 years, you know what I mean? Just kind of like. Yeah. Helping here and there and building, and uh, I was I was exp expressing to him that my mom is the one that put me on music, like mm. from her gospel background, which is you know yeah. think about all the time we spend in church, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, yeah. Her uh, her catalog was huge, you know what I mean? And mm. then the whole she'd be breaking Bone Thugs and Harmony CDs, and my brother like he'll go buy another one, and she'd <laughs> break it. but like the the she infused that musical component. From the the Lee Williams, the Kent Spirituals, the the groups like that, BB and CC as mm -hmm. they were coming up, so like it's definitely rooted in that. And yeah. like, I hear that in your music. I didn't know that 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 much in depth of your story to that degree, yeah. but like I hear it. Yeah, it was it was. I'm really gospel first, and then between gospel and jazz, my pops love jazz, mm -hmm. um, and even he he even listened to more like rock stuff. A little bit of pop stuff, but he was, you know, he just didn't grow up on hip hop. It wasn't his thing or whatever. My pops is, was born in 1960. So, like, by the time hip hop became a thing, he was a teenager, but he was a grown person. He had been doing jazz for like half of his life. That was his world. So, uh, but he supported it to an extent. You know what I'm saying? They didn't buy hip hop records for me, though. I had to go and hear them. I either heard it on the radio, I remember the first time I heard like a Tupac record. Was with my aunt in the car, and I guess the you radio know what was, record was. It was probably changes. Uh, it was one of them big, big, you know, one of his major hits. But at the time, it was just another single. Right, right. But I was just like, yo, man, I'm trying to make something like this. <laughs> so, but yeah, that that's when the fire kicked out. That was about age twelve when I started doing that. Okay, making What'd my you own have? stuff. A keyboard, bro. It was keyboard? an old Insonic TS10. They, I think it, I think it was made in. Either the mid '80s or early '90s, um, and it, this was like 2002. So it's an old keyboard with floppy disk and everything. I had my beats on floppy disk. So yeah, that's where it's, that's where the fire kicked up. That was, that was the long nights in the basement on a school night. I'm up to 2 a.m. just like just cranking them out. Right before so I even let anybody hear them. So 12's the the it ignited everything for you on 
this all right, this is what I want to do. So when was the transition from uh hobby or like mm-hmm. figuring that out to all right, I need to make forty dollars off a beat or yeah. like, wh- wh- when was that transition? That was probably around oh nine. Cause in oh nine I went to college in oh eight and in February of 09, I got my first laptop. So I've been making beats on the keyboard. I even brought the keyboard with me to college. Oh. And people was like, what is this? I got my first laptop in 09. One of my homeboys, KD, shout out to uh, Beats by KD, gave me FL Studio. Okay. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> and at that time, now I'm working with you know people in college, even people in high school when I go back home, they like, oh, you making beats now? Like, for real, for real? Um, I'm recording them. This is like me getting into that world, like just recording people on, you know, whatever computer mics we had and all that stuff. about that? Wrapping it up with a, uh, a, with t- a, a towel? Like towel, a, a sock, yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. So um, that started around 09. I'm in college. So I'm working with all my high school homies when I go home. I'm working with all my college homies. In the dorm. In the dorm. So we yeah, had this, yeah. I had a similar setup. Like, when we got out of practice, bro, like... With everybody's in my room, so I like the only laptop there, and then we got the wrapped up. I yeah. still got some of those songs. Like, yeah, <laughs> me <hilarious>. too. <laughs> I ran into some the other day. I was rapping on some of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it was at the time, as you know. Like everybody did everything, whatever. So, yeah, that's when it started turning into like, I'm like, hey man, you should rap it like this, or like you should come in right here, and then you come in after him. That's Producing when it, yeah. just the structuring of everything. <laughs> wow. That's when I uh. You good, but that's why I always tell people I started producing in like '09, even though I had been making beats and doing music long before then. So '09, what's that? In twelve, you were twelve. I was nineteen. Okay, nineteen. Yeah, fresh, college fresh, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so not even yet. Yeah. So you know what beat you sold first? Huh. First beat, like somebody gave me some money for. Yeah, like this time period, not the specific beat, but oh, yeah, you yeah. know the transaction it was around, that, that happened there. It was around 09. Cause I had I had still been making beats for like seven years before that. So my beats was okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was okay. okay, but by the time I got to a laptop and I had started figuring out more that I could start arranging a little bit better and stuff like that. Um, I think I sold my first beat for like forty dollars or whatever. And um man, all right, I, it was a big deal, bruh. It was a big deal. You don't deal. have to explain it because Joe, uh, Joe, Joe, yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to buy beats from Joe. Like when he lived okay. in apartment K, his apartment literally was apartment K. And like he was like 40, 60 bucks, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. beat. And then it kind of turned in. I'm like, Joe, there's no way I can pay you 40, 60 for this. This is fire. Like I got to give you, we got at least to give you 100. Like you can't. And Man, I wish I had sparked, clients like that. It kind of sparked, you know what I'm saying, from, from their type thing because, you know, I don't know. I just when you can kind of see kind of what goes into it, and we, we we went to church together growing up, so just like so y'all had a relationship. Yeah, but yeah. but but when I saw him, I was in transition from junior college to uh, Mississippi State, and I was in the middle of like shoulder injury, so football was like mm. in the balance of being over. And I saw him on campus one day. He's like, "Hey, you want to come over to the crib?" And like, kind of was from there, you know? What yeah, I mean? yeah, we yeah. We were friends on MySpace type deal, and he okay, was, he was rapping on there, you know what I mean? So I was like, <laughs> I get to go. Hook up with the king of the booth, GTA's king of the booth, and like uh, get in there and get with him. But that's why I asked because I remember, he, man, he he had a pretty like 
Everybody in the area was coming to shop with Joe, man. Right. Do some beats, bro. And it was, you know, the forty. You know, us in college, like that helps. You know what I mean? Oh you yes. Could, you could sell those couple of beats. You know what I mean? Through the week to get you through. Man, you know? like, it definitely fed me a couple of times for sure. And I remember this. Uh, that first beat though, it was like a dude I ain't know. He, j- I think I just found him through MySpace. He found me through okay. MySpace. Uh, he was in Birmingham, and I was back home. And he was like, yeah, man, I want." I sent him like a couple beats, and he was like, I want to buy these two. And he was like, I'm going to give you $40 for each. Now, mind you, at the time, you know, I'm broke, <laughs> and I'm trying to take a chick to the movies or something. Yeah. So I mess around and make like $80 in cash. It just feel like so much bread it's in my hand. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, so because it's... Because it's for music. I had, you know, I had jobs before that, but like, I'm like, this is from my music. Like, I made this and I got cash now. And so I'm I'm like, yo, where you want to go tonight? Like, we, we, we can do whatever. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but that was, uh, that let me know, like, okay, it can happen. Like, I just need to do this over and over and over. Okay, so talk about the transition from college to, like, Cause it's never ceased, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those mm-hmm. things that it's a constant growth process. And what I really wanted to touch on too, as well, is like through all of this, social media has grown and taking on mm-hmm. new forms. As as you've gone in pocket from 09 to like now, like it's been various different yeah, things man. and platforms. So how have you been able to to transition through that process? See, here was my problem right here. So because I had been doing music so long, right, and, and because I was a kid and my folks was always hyping me up, like, you ain't so great at piano and all that, I didn't realize this at the time. It took me getting older and getting, you know, hitting E a few more times, but I think I had, my pride was an issue. It went, now, if you, you know you know me, most people that know me, like, they know I'm, I'm pretty chill, like, I'm, I ain't really tripping on much. That don't mean I ain't got no ego, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the problem was, look, in the back of my mind, all the time, I kind of felt like, man, I've been doing this forever, bro. Like, I ain't got to do all this stuff that these folks doing. I can just, I can, I should just be able to just hit play. And y'all know what it is. Right. You know, I didn't walk around necessarily like that, like outwardly. But I think internally. Anyway, yeah, because yeah, I mean, I think the, it took a few times of me taking some L's to to feel that. So what I the reason I say that and when you ask about social media is because if I really would have like been humble about it when social media first hit, when Twitter and you know Instagram and all that hit, I would have just came on there like, hey, I'm a beat maker, maybe doing videos of me doing beats. If I would have did that early on, I'd probably be, I may who knows, maybe I'd be out of here now because I would have built that catalog up. But instead, I got on these platforms like I'm just too cool for that. You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of vetted this, bro. I've been, you know, I've been doing this since I was twelve, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of that too, <laughs> like it's all based on our social circles. Mm. Like, so that that five thousand limit on Facebook, it's like once you make, like, oh yeah, I'm, but it's like, do you really only reach a potential five thousand? And the yes. algorithm, you probably only reached a hundred. Right, of those. right, right. So like becoming kind of frustrated, you know what I'm saying, with that with that process. Yeah. Because I know we've had a conversation before about like fasting from social media and like stepping can, away. That's so a like whole how you, how how are what we at now with that? Like how are you able because it's about like you have to have it, but like how do you how do you navigate that? So with social media now, uh well I know from 
studies that are out there and also from my own experience that if you ain't on there with a plan, you ain't using social media as using you, basically. When on there with a plan, you playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you playing. I mean, that's what we be doing on there. We be playing literally. Like, we just, we, we scroll up, we scroll down, we like, we scroll aside, we scroll this side, you know what I'm saying? And then we like, mm, I'm going to record myself. And then we're like, all right, here go me, post that. And then we, we put it down for, I don't know, 30 seconds, walk away, come back. Did anybody mm. like me? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So what I did for, actually for a, a while last year is, I think it was around, I mean, it's so much stuff, bro. Like when I had that injury I told you about, I was like, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm just about to delete the app off my phone. And I just kept it out off my phone for probably about four or five months. Because I was like, I need to get back to like not being so worried about... The thing is, I wasn't even posting that much. I was just comparing myself. And that was my, my, that was my biggest challenge with social media. And not necessarily comparing myself to like the Timberlands and stuff out there. I'm comparing myself to my friends. Right. My friends as producers. Group, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, my homeboy is getting placements, you know, tip, whoever... And I'm I'm happy for him, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I've been doing this longer. <laughs> but I'll, and also, I'm like, uh, maybe I need to start doing whatever he doing. So I ain't just staying consistent on my own journey. I'm trying to kind of copy Cat. You know? I, I was um, we worked uh, BET Awards red carpet one year uh, through Apartment K's, uh, you know, media co- correspondent there, mm. and um, Tito Lopez came by. And um, it was cool and ironic because when he came by, he noticed us from the mic flag from like posting his music. It's like, oh yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> but what he shared was, uh, matter of fact, you know what, bro? No. Yeah, these. Um... But how you liking this setup right here, bro? Tell, talk to me about that. Like, we kind of can do what we like. Looking our professional, man. Feel like that's what we deserve, you know what I mean? Like even coming here, I was like, the garage is hot, bro. So we're gonna set up here. But I feel like you deserve that. <laughs> like literally, all your well, work. Well, of course, that. I appreciate it as a as an audio guy. I appreciate the fact that I know the the audio is gonna be of good quality. Right. And um, yeah, you got a you got a reliable setup. As far as um, this is actually probably more reliable than having a laptop out. You ain't got to worry about a uh, laptop battery dying or the app closing or crashing or over, you know, computer overheating. You got to worry about that stuff. Pardon my delay, but I want you to hear directly from him just like this, bro. Yo, we live here at the BET Hip Hop Awards Red Carpet. You already know who it is, Bernard Love. What we doing today is checking in with some of our homies who were independent underground artists last year. Joe put their funk in the back right here. Yes, sir. So stay tuned with Apartment K live from 2012 BET Hip Hop Awards. 
happening. We here with one of Mississippi's very, very People own, one of Mississippi's bro. finest, Tito Lopez, yes, in the building, BET Hip Hop Awards 2012. Tito, how it feel to be amongst some of your your peers and some of the people you admire? Man, it feels great, man. As soon as I walked on the carpet, the first dude to interview me was Joe Budden, and that tripped me out because I like Slaughterhouse, right. the real lyrical dudes, you know what I'm saying? And it's just a great thing. It's my first time on the carpet. Ain't my first time at some awards, but it's my first time on the carpet, so they know everywhere I go, Mississippi is in here, you know what I'm saying? Home team, definitely, yeah. definitely, no doubt. What? What advice do you got for the underground independent artists who just trying to come up and you know get on a level like you and everybody else? You gotta stay true to who you are, man. Be who you are. If you extra lyrical or whatever, just keep doing that. Cause you see somebody that may be a little dumbed down, winning, don't 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 stoop and go do that. And ain't nothing wrong with what they do. But me being personally being from Mississippi, I can speak on my own story. And I saw we don't got a whole lot of dudes ever that broke out and blew up like that. Atlanta, you know who they got. You know who New York got. L.A. and so forth. So we still trying to find our identity, I think. Right. That's the fun part. In Mississippi, we still got time. So I seen cats who was extra lyrical switch their whole style up and try to be like another dude. You don't want to do that because everything go in circles. You don't want to miss your oh, time. No. So be who you are, man. Just keep doing what you do. Creativity is creating Straight something up. that's new and fresh and innovative, not copying what somebody else do. You know what I'm saying? You no didn't doubt. really create it if you just copied it. But it's whatever comes from your heart, your mind, your soul because it's different than just music, movies, art, painting, drawing, Whatever that's being creative, whatever you got in your mind, if you can make it come to life, you just created something. You know Definitely. What I'm saying? All right. Well, yo, Tito Lopez, man, big ups from Mississippi. Boy came with a mission on that, that carpet. A gym. That's definitely a gym. That's a gym. So, like, when you said that to me, it, it, it struck that that's essentially when he when he talked about the equivalent to a merry go. You want to you don't want to miss your spot trying to. Yeah, I mean, I feel like people do that. Compare and that's yeah. Do. I mean, I feel like we always did that, but now it's so much harder. I think for uh, for an artist to just constantly watch other people on social media, because like I said, it could be your friends, it could be somebody you look up to, whatever it is, you looking at what they doing and you like, okay, that's the formula. And so you like, I just need to do that, do that formula, but that just worked for them. Right. There's no guarantee it's going to work for you. There's definitely no guarantee. So... Congratulations on executive producing the Lighthouse. I saw the credits on the on the on the album. Congratulations on that. That's that's kind of a big deal. That's kind of a, kind of a <laughs> <laughs> not serious. Man, look, I gotta give credit some credit to my boy Ray, cause you know, Ray with the camera. He he be heavily involved with a lot of stuff from the background. I think I think technically we both credited on that. Cause no, no, for sure. You know, like me and D. Horton from back in like 2014, I think when we did uh, Brilliant Minds. That whole executive producing thing, man. It's it's a weird uh, to me. It's a weird title. Let's talk about it, please. It's, yeah, Let's talk I was just it. talking to somebody else about it the other day. Cause I mean, I, technically, I feel like an executive producer is the the executive part of it is. Basically, you making certain decisions, right? So you can de- you helping to decide. Ultimately, we are gonna either do it this way, or we are not gonna do it that way, or we are gonna take this out, we are gonna keep this in, etc. So, I always feel like when I did projects with uh, with Dave, it was we both executive produced it because I trusted his taste on a lot of stuff. Now, as we've grown since then. You know, and also, you know, we could talk about this whole thing too, but like I've grown individually 
because my kind of default personality has always been the just the chill guy kind of going with the flow. But that ain't always necessarily been the best thing for me or the project or whatever. Business in general. You know what I'm saying? So I've had to learn how to be more vocal about this is what I feel like we, we need to do. Like, that's cool what you did, but I feel like this is going to be better. And so the more we, um, like the first project that was really, to me, that was really truly executive produced that I did with him was the first sessions. Because the first True. sessions was done in about three days. Your uh, apartment. In my apartment, mm-hmm. you know, from the beats to recording to mixing and mastering, all that was done. And the the positioning of the songs and everything. Yeah, all of that. And so, I mean, written and everything. So that was, I feel like that was, to me, if I, if you really, the, it truly executive producing you there from the beginning. But by definition, it's more than one, like, definite thing. There's oh, yeah. even the financial component, where it's people that yeah. don't even are not there at all. But if they if they're the ones that check, yeah, 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 the they can technically be executive producer. Um, but I, I I like to think of the title as you know the person that is really helping to shape uh, that project. And the reason I say that project is because even you could say financially, I supported the sessions as well because I recorded and you know what I'm saying the everything all of you know, that. You didn't. There's nothing recouped because. It's it's poured in, you know, yeah. into the process. But if if you're if you're given a budget to do the same thing, it would be that way. You know what I mean? So the lighthouse, you know, Ray Ray was involved from the very beginning. Dave always come and just holler at me about everything. And then once he was kind of talking to me about the idea, I was like, yeah, like let's go with it. And I like this project because it's got some of my friends as producers on there. Just like um, sessions two did too, but um, the way it flowed just seemed like it was real cohesive. It's a journey. Um, as a segue here, we're gonna we're gonna uh, take a moment to understand why we're here as entrepreneurs and how we navigate to E. Because the irony in our platform is like the E is not empty. Mm. It's encouragement. It's enlightenment. Mm. So it's that. So it's really an F. It's really on full because the the reality is those things that we've experienced that set us back or put us in certain binds were really molding us for where we are now or or where we're going. Thousand percent. So that's the that's the the metaphor to the E. You know what I mean? Because all of those things were not just to get us. You know what I mean? To where we are. Mm. And I think the producer perspective on that is something that has to continue to be talked about because we have a whole entire generation that's coming up after you guys that are doing this fresh four-year-olds with you know iPads and like making beats and mm-hmm. mixing and doing all these things so it's like we have to be open and, and share the experience got to you know with them so got to be honest speaking about sharing that this particular record bro it was arm, no, shoulder day two days ago. I've heard it in the car. When I first heard it, it, it did the same thing. It, every time I hear it, it does the same thing. And I was doing shoulder the other day in the gym. It's like, oh, I didn't hear this when it came on. I was like, do I change it and get mm-hmm. back in the crunk mix? But it's like, once it came on, man, my shoulder, I didn't even feel my shoulders no more. I just <laughs> was just locked in with it. So I want to take a moment and share this, you know what I mean, with the, with the listeners. 
Um, and then we'll put all the links and things below where they can kind of go find this. But when, when I talked about the power of the keys and, the, and you walking away from the keyboard and like, not, I'm not doing this anymore. When I hear this, every stroke of this, I feel that. Mm. So, and I'm going to just let, there it is. Oh, there's an ad. Nice ad. We're putting our own ad in on. <laughs> Where were you when you were? Dave was in the room. That was the first thing he came up with. Oh, so y'all cook this up live? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Phoenix arrives out of the ashes. The way it ascended deserved flame emojis. How sure this dry without crashing? Life on e. How I notice the lies without spazzing? Lord, exactly. give me the strength to not retaliate or lash out. I'm watching niggas throw stones inside a glass house. But I get the picture, we've been living in a madhouse. So when it get dark, we might have to bring the flash out. The car, the chains, and the cash out. Yeah, yeah. They don't listen to a nigga till he cash out. Dye my hair red like Lil Boat to bring the mass out. I go broke, then bring the cast out. So we can shoot a show about reality. That don't really show them our reality. Sympathy without the experience is a fallacy. That's why I never had to die for immortality. I saw this live. It, mm. That's what it's really, it's a B-side that you gotta go to the show to really experience fully, you know? Reflections of me. When he steps away and gets the water and like, let's feel it before he comes back. trying to create like this ambiance it's in my mind I, I all the little sound effects and stuff is like a it's a story happening no but i ain't want to like make it obvious because i really want you to place yourself I, i'll tell you and i and I, it's dope to be able to share this with you like that's why i was telling you about the gym i heard it in the car i heard it working out and i just heard it live when we went to the show and just even the energy around when it came on and how it how it translated you can hear, you can still hear that and feel that, you know what I'm saying, live. It's like, 
I know everything that's gone into it. I haven't been present in either of you guys. Like your entire, I didn't know you walked away at twelve. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I wasn't there with bro when he almost died at the car accident. You know what I right, mean? Right. But all of those things is like the gumbo into goes into the creativity. But um, I, I I really had to take that moment and be like, bro, I don't I don't know where you were when you did that, but like, please keep going <laughs> that <Yeah>. way. <laughs> Pushing that limit with it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, out, and shout out to your pops too. I gotta give him a shout out because that's I deal to. with that with BJ a lot. Like, it's not a forceful thing. Like, you gotta work on the keyboard and do this, but it's just like it's just more so utilizing the tool. Like, you got yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you know that like, his intentions. I know his intentions as well. Like, it's just he like, yo, man, you can be great. Like, stop playing. Yeah. But again, like, I ain't. I I could say. I didn't start taking piano lessons because it was, because I was like, yo, I want to take piano lessons. It was just like, oh, let's put them in them, and then. But I never had gotten to the point before I started creating my own stuff where I was like, oh, I love this so much. I was just like, I guess I'm kind of good at it. So, but I feel like you have to hit that point where you like, I want to do this just because I want to do this. Otherwise, you ain't gonna, it ain't gonna last. Mm. It just ain't gonna last. Mm. You know, because I had been doing it seven years at that point, and it wasn't like I wasn't doing a great job. I was probably better, like, technically on the piano then than I am now because I hadn't practiced, like, the way I should. But but to me, it wasn't about that. You know what I'm saying? So, which is a great, which is a great segue because what would you, what would you leave as a token for an aspiring producer, um, on the entrepreneurial end, like being able to navigate the whole payment for beats or do I put it on this website? What what kind of uh, gym would you leave them as far as them being able to navigate? So as far as, you're talking about is them trying to like get paid from it. Get paid from it. Under, like when dealing with the, you're not getting paid or mm. I've been in it for 10 years and it's mm. not paying off. Like, because that's the reality. You're going to have to go through that. Any, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Just dealing with entrepreneurship in general, you can't avoid the the L's in it. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So, like, what would you have a conversation with your younger self, maybe almost too? Or yeah. Like, what would you? What, how would you? What gems would you leave to enable that young person to be able to navigate that and make it through? It's so tough, man. Because um, I could give them. I I'm gonna give you an answer, but I always feel like take it with a grain of salt, man. Because your situation. Could look or feel different, but for me, I would say uh, focus on making the best music possible for as long as you can. Um, and I know it's a little cliche, but I, I really feel like if you're making the best music possible, after a while, like people gonna wanna people gonna wanna pay you to to help them make the best music possible for them. Uh, so for me, what happened was. You know, when I, in 09, when I started, I'm trying to make good songs with my homies, and it's good. And, I'm, and folks find, they hearing they stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, you make beats, let me give you $40. I want to get a beat, whatever. But then something happened when I moved to Atlanta. Mm. When I moved to Atlanta, I started seeing people making money. I started seeing, you know, this other lifestyle, I guess. And I felt like, well, yeah, I should be, you know, I should be compensated according, you know. And I, I feel like you should, but I feel like if you... If that's the energy you come in the room with, people just gonna feel it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think that's 
that's where I had messed up when I first moved out here is I was, because I had some opportunities, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like contracts and stuff like that. But because I was like, no, nah, this ain't enough. Mm. I passed up them opportunities that honestly would have just opened the right doors. It could have put me in the right places. So if you if you too soon, and this is this was me after some years of making music, but if you, I feel like if you too soon focus on like no 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 like this is y'all need to be paying me this this and this, you know that's just not how art is made, bro. It ain't made from that place, you know. And so really, what I this is what I basically preach nowadays is like if you coming from a place of fear, it ain't gonna never work out, bro. You got to come from a place of love and. Me saying like, mm, oh, okay, this contract say it's gonna take. I'm just gonna make this up. It say it's gonna take thirty percent of my my publishing. Nah, they ain't. Nah, I don't want them taking that much. Okay, but now you're getting a hundred percent of none. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that was coming out of fear of like, oh, I don't want them taking no cut. But really, if I would just looked at it like, man, let me go ahead and like look at this opportunity as a way for me to be able to create the best music possible. Take that seventy and put it towards exactly. Else. Then maybe this could actually, who knows? Like I could grow from this and I could get better or whatever. But that's just one lesson. But that's, that's I like I like how you said with, with the regards to like the grain of salt component because it's different for everyone else. Yeah. you know what I mean. But it's you're basically saying don't miss the opportunity. So caught up in yourself that right. you don't understand the the return on investment on the back end. Right. And like I said, it was it was that pride and that ego of, of like, oh, y'all going to take 30? No, nah, I've been doing this too long. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I mean, honestly, this is why I say a grand salt because honestly, I had been doing so long, I felt like, well, shoot, I, should be, I should be getting paid by this point. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which I should, but that wasn't necessarily the way for me to, to do it, you know what I'm saying? I'm learning that. So that's awesome. I, I, I you just sparked someone. They hear this 20 years from now, they, they're scrambling around and they click on this this podcast and this launch. You just you just helped out a producer there. So um, hopefully, man. I, I will say though, in closing, um I'm excited to see what's about to happen for us, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like because there's a, everything's so small, man. We went out to the show the other night. You see people, or even like you know where we are now. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? being at Composite and the connection there is just like. And it's so funny too because I had already ran into Buddy before. You know, it's it's, <laughs> it's just like it's 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 aligning up. I'm reading a. Uh, I'll let you read the title. All right, the on time on target manager by Ken Blanchard. Just give me this guy right here. Our last minute manager conquered procrastination. Ooh. And it talks about the right, doing things at the right time, the right place, mm. with the right people. Mm-hmm. And like when I when I read this, I think about us as a collective. You know what I mean? Where it's like, that's essentially what it is. There's things that happen where it'd be like, should I really react to this little thing right here or understand <laughs> that like we're in this for the long haul? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a seasonal thing where it's like, all right, I choose to convert that energy into there's something I could be working on myself. Mm. You know what I mean? Instead of focusing on you got to... the relationship or whatever, who did what, it's like there's something I can do. Only to... thing you can change. <laughs> like there's something I can do. Yeah. And I don't care if it's like my kids or whatever, bro. It's always... 
there's a there's a list so long of things that I could be working on or yeah. fix myself. That helps me a lot with, you know, I it I learned that's the biggest lesson in entrepreneurship, but it's mm-hmm. it's applicable on so many levels because that's in life, man, because the biggest lesson I've learned so far, and I just did a uh, uh the voyages did a article where they just asked, like, what's the most important journey you learned so far? It's just a little it's just a little blurred, but it's um like I said, there is no box. That's that's been my theme of my project possibilities. Mm-hmm. Because my thing, again, ego get in the way. If you you gotta have awareness of like what's holding you back. And my thing was I was like, oh, I'm supposed to see success this, like this. It's supposed to look this way, which is why I walked into the situations like, no, nah, I'm supposed to get paid this. I'm supposed to be able to do this. And so when you do that, you just put yourself in a box. And when you do that, it's hard to see yourself doing it any other way. And so you don't. And so you limit yourself, you know what I'm saying, that way. And so the way, like, I think that's on par as well because that book that you were just talking about, because most of the time I think procrastination is because we either believe we can't do it or we believe we can and we just scared because we don't know what could happen if we actually do. Mm-hmm. Either way, you you putting yourself in a box, you know what I'm saying? So there, uh, I can't, please, you got to get that, bro, because it it was, it, it kind of, it blew my mind. Um, so there's a, there's a, a manager is always late, you know what I mean, for meetings and all these mm-hmm. things. So he got put on probation, you know what I mean? So like, He's like, oh, I got put on race. Am I going to lose my job? But they put him through this program. They had a CEO, and it wasn't chief uh, executive officer. It was the chief effective effectiveness officer. Mm-hmm. So they're there just to kind of maintain the ambiance of the work relationship with employee and the vision. Mm-hmm. So um, they have the three Ps, and, bro, they would bring them into, like, the HR office, the guy, and they have a production where all the lights come out and the screen drops. Mm-hmm. And the first P was priority. You know what I mean? And like he's like, oh, it's just a just a word. What I need more. And then they kind of focused on priority and it and it talked about, you know, your health and things like that. And this is another, it helped me on ways because I've gotten back in the gym. You know what I mean? So mm. it's just like I have to prioritize that because even in entrepreneurship, bro, if you don't have a balance of of that physical end, man, you're gonna <laughs> You, yeah. talking about E, you definitely going to be on E. Yeah, got to take care of Because there's enough of stuff that we come in through day to day with that throws us, you know, here and there. Oh, or yeah. the client did this and this and this. And, or we're working too, where it's like, I got to work a regular job and tap into my vision and things like that. So, like, that book was awesome with regards to, like, how they creatively were able to pull it out of him. Mm. You know what I mean? Because once he steps out of the room, he's like, he tells his wife when he goes home, he's like, this crazy lady pulls down a board with, the word priority on it and had this big thing and it didn't have any direction. She didn't tell me anything else about <laughs> it, but it were the action steps thereafter that, you know, he was able to kind of like rasp. Yeah. The, you know, the concept. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think about us as creatives when, when I read stuff like that is because like I, 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 even with my kids, like the simplest thing, I don't just, it's not just a matter of fact, like I, that we have to like, I'll do a little design and like print it out and yeah. they, they'll be like, huh? You know what I'm saying? They don't even, you know what I'm saying? No, but I feel like those are the components. That's what we bring. It's not just a, uh, it's not just a regular thing. And I think just as creatives, we have to continue to do that. You know what I mean? And share that in our process. You know yeah. what I mean? It's almost like it's almost like self sabotage. It's like where it's like I'm purposely, intentionally mm-hmm. 
doing this so that it it, it helps me in the long run. So, yeah, you gotta, um, you gotta, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, what, what, where, where we at right now? I know you just did that. Where are you at? Like, what are you working on type deal? Possibilities is streaming right now on all platforms. Check that out. Like I said, you know, there is no box. Um, I put out that project basically just to solidify that message. It's music all over the place. It's songs. It's beats. Who did that Ain't artwork? No rules. Who did the artwork? My, my boy, Jerome McKenzie. He go by Star Walker. Shout out to him, man, for that artwork, too. Yeah, that was good. Thinking about doing some t-shirts for that, maybe. But anyway... Um, so what are we working on now? I'm working with a couple of different artists on some projects. Um, working with new clients, you know, okay. ktgabees.com. It'll show you everything you need to know about uh, if you want to work. And I'm just trying to spread the message of, man, you got to you got to live from a, you got to make decisions out of place of, of love and not fear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's that's really what I think it come down to because you doing one or the other, right? At all, times. at all times, so you either, you know, let's say you got a you got a a, a kid, right? right? You either gonna get a second job, like let's say you need to get some more money, you gonna get a second job either because you love that kid so much, or you gonna do it out of fear. Either way, you are gonna be working, right. but your body is gonna react to your mentality. So if you going to Domino's every night and like, man, I can't stand, man, I can't believe I had a kid and I got work the second job. You're gonna be miserable. Yeah. Or you can be like, hey man, I'm I'm in here at Domino's, my second, my second job of the day. I'm gonna be able to put some food on the plate. I'm gonna be able to do this. Either way, man, <laughs> you're gonna have to deal with your body is gonna react. It's a choice. You know I think what I'm that's that's that thing that, you know, God gives us. That that choice. That's the ultimate thing. I don't care what you call it, you know, what religion, whatever. It's the choice, bro. Right. Be intentional. About choosing love over fear. Yes, because like you said, it's it's something that's for, it's uh, it's present at all times. At all times, bro. <laughs> like at Yo, all times, you can't trick yourself. You know what I'm saying? You can trick all of us on social media or whatever, but either you miserable, either you 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 fearful at that moment, or you doing something out of love. And sometimes you do brave things because of that. You know, I think when a when you see a mom, you know, jump in front of a car. That's because that's out of love for that kid. You know what I'm saying? Not fear. Right. So that's what you got to make decisions from. Okay, so ktgotbeats.com. ktgotbeats.com. ktgotbeats everywhere. Possibilities is streaming now. Possibilities streaming now. The Lighthouse streaming now. Much, much more. So before we leave, um, uh, this is actually the first episode. Oh, word. I like that. I say that it's like my birthday or something. It definitely is your birthday, because <laughs> um, this is this is that. I've been the book. There's been a lot of things that's been challenging me because I wanted to like w- I'm waiting on. Oh, I gotta wait for the cameras to get mm-hmm. here. And it's like no, we're gonna use what we have. Mm-hmm. Be intentional. Do it with love. So sure no. And this is the outcome. Yeah, so you could have not did it out of the fear, but you chose to do it out of the love. And then you text me a couple times, please, bro. Touch. Thank you. Like, you know, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, I hit you yesterday, bro, but, and I'm like, I'm so thankful that, like, you took that time to do that because you don't know what's going on over here. And it's like, oh, he's right, bro. I need to go ahead and like, talk <laughs> this out. So I definitely, you know what I'm saying, from from fellow entrepreneur, like, appreciate that. Because accountability partners is really big in what we do as well, know. you know. So uh, I appreciate you for that. It's an honor to start start this platform I'm with honored. you. Money. So 
We yeah. got to work on, you see the tools that we got? So, yes, like, sir. we got to work on some sort of, like, intro stuff. Like, I want to, like, really give it what it's deserving it, of. Yeah. And so, get what um, it's supposed to be. I think it'll be cool to build that out. We need to just take a time. Like, we did those other things. Just take a block of time and do that. But um, it's an honor to be here with you, and I appreciate your time. Uh, appreciate you, brother. Shout out to the guy behind the camera. He is and with the plan. Awesome. The guy behind the camera <laughs> is actually why we're here in, in, in truly in its totality. Truly. That is why we're here. So um, like I said, I appreciate you. Everybody uh take a moment, man, and check out ktgotbeats.com. You know, um, you know, tap in with them. What's your what's the Instagram? KT got beats everywhere, man. KT got beats. Got yeah. beats everywhere. Um Y'all know my Instagram, or you'll know it sooner or later. <laughs> Go ahead, get a, get it to him one more time. George Low Inc. It's George Low Inc. Incorporate a little George Low in your life, and things should brighten up. All right. That's 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 where we're at. It's, it's a business. It's not really that. It's just about incorporating, you know, some light in what you got going on. But yeah, man, we appreciate you. And uh, if you would please do us the honor of cutting us off. <laughs> you started us today, and we're going to end the first Life on E podcast full of encouragement and operating in love intentionally. Show enough. All about it. Peace. Life on E. Don't think twice. Let it be. This is life. Life on E. Shine your light. Be at peace. This is life. Life on E. Yeah.